Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome. I'm so happy to have you today as we recap this most recent series of the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. If you don't know, every week I'm talking to you about money so you can take steps forward, gain confidence, remove financial anxiety, basically just focus solely on making your life more enjoyable. As always, if you do like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you may listen. Clicking the stars, leaving the reviews really, really helps us reach the millions of other young families out there that are just like you. Today, we have the recap, as I said, of the most recent series, Setting Your Compass for the New Year! Exclamation point. I sincerely hope these episodes can help as you take sail into this new year with a positive, productive mindset on the opportunities you have. The goal of this series was the same as the goal of all the other series, and we want to make sure that we're remembering that goal. It is to remove anxiety and financial worry so we can focus our energy on what really matters most. We want to be enjoying more living with our family. We want to be enjoying more living with our friends. You don't need to have anxiety when it comes to money. And with the right mindset, a few steps in the right direction, a few really good podcast episodes, you can make huge strides in this area. So every time you make a step, be proud of these steps as you take them then. You're making life more enjoyable than for you and by a natural consequence for your family as well. And lastly, stay tuned to the end. We will have a new series coming up and we want to tell you what it is. Each episode of this specific series was in a kind of chronological order and walked us through the whole process of setting your compass for this new year. So we can really take it one episode at a time, recap along the way, and it should put you in a great position to have a conversation with your spouse about the things that you guys want to do into this new year to make life even more enjoyable. The first episode was titled, Goals are a Two-Spouse Exercise. Here we spoke about the very first part, which is setting that compass figuring out where exactly it is you want to go. And really not just you, but more accurately where you and your spouse both want to go. When you're married, as you know, you have one chip. You may decide to have separate bank accounts, split up responsibilities, but you cumulatively still have that one chip and a ship that can only sail in one direction at a time. It has one steering wheel that you and your spouse both have to set together. You need to know what those goals are. Now, some goals can be things to add to your happiness, like more vacations or a bigger house or things like that. And there could be things to also stop detracting maybe from your happiness. And those are things where we're removing anxiety. So maybe worrying about what would happen to your family if something happened to you. But the end result of any goal is for more overall happiness, either through addition of happiness or subtraction of anxiety. Lastly, when you have this list of goals now, I highly recommend to hang it up, make it visible, you know, somewhere that you look at it from time to time and check in with your spouse about it every few months to keep it in that front of mind. Remember, if you achieve even one of those things that you hang up, just one, you are better now than you were before. Your compass has a route and your ship now is a direction. The second episode was pay yourself first. You know, we set our compass in that first episode with the goals, but we also need that ship to actually sail us to where we want it to go. And as you may know, thing is, uh, ships aren't free. They don't just give them away. 
and we likely need to save, pull together funds over time to be able to pay for the ship to go where we want it to go. If we just give our money away every month to other people, we will not ever be able to do that. So how much should you pay yourself every month? The minimum that I spoke about is at least 5% of your gross income. So if you're at $100,000 a year, then at least $5,000 a year at a bare minimum. But if you really, you know, like yourself, I would highly recommend 10 to 15% or even more because, you know, you're really important. You deserve more. And the exercise that we went through to try to help you figure out where you may be with what you could save was that 36% ratio, what we call backdoor budgeting with our client. If you make $120,000 a year, like in the example we spoke about, that comes out to $10,000 a month. And the 36% ratio off of that, we get down to $3,600 a month for those specific to you expenses, things that you may have that other people may not have. So mortgage, car loans, student loans, not cell phone bills, you know, not groceries, not going out to eat once in a while. Those are the things everyone has. So if you're saving nothing right now, but you have a mortgage of $2,000 a month and a car loan of $600, those are the two specific to you expenses. And that comes out to $2,600 a month we talked about. So the difference between that $3,600 a month and the $2,600 a month comes out to about $1,000 a month. So that is what you should have additional to save towards you. And remember, this exercise is just to get to a starting point. It may be a little too high, it may be a little too low, but on average, this is what you should be able to be saving every month. Whether it's 401ks or specific bank account buckets or whatever it might be, that's really what we should be getting to in savings total on a monthly basis. Now, if this is you know too high, too low, like I said, you can change it but at least we're doing something active and intentional to save towards you, paying yourself first. Episode three, use lots of buckets. Buckets for each goal can add a lot of clarity to your situation because it helps you better organize and achieve the things that you want to achieve. If you think to how you organize your clothes, you probably have some kind of a system. Your system is probably grouping things together in spots that make sense and allows you to find them more easily. And so the same goes when we build this boat. The same thing goes when we build this ship. We want it to take us to our goals. If we just have one giant, I want to build a ship bucket, it's hard to see where all that money is going to for the various elements we're going to need. Some we may need right away. You know, right up front we may need it for the boat. Some we may not need until the ship is built. And some of it is to refuel when we get there. You know, there's different pieces to it. And by breaking it up into different buckets it's much easier to see what we have for each specific purpose, for each specific goal. Now, these buckets are three general types that we talked about. A short-term bucket, an intermediate-term bucket, and a long-term bucket. A short-term bucket is a bank account, so things that you're going to need over the next one to three years, say. Intermediate bucket is more of a general investment account, usually, for maybe four to ten years out, more, maybe sometimes even more than that for those goals. And the long-term bucket, it often includes things such as retirement, you know, your 401ks, IRAs, things like that, or even a 529 plan for college savings. But for a younger family, long-term tends to be, you know, pretty long-term. Once we have those three general types of buckets, now we can fit our goals from the first episode inside of them. New car next year, short-term bucket, the bank. Uh, Wedding three years from now, probably still short-term bucket, a different bank account. Second home in seven years, Okay, now we can use an intermediate term bucket, maybe a general investment account. Retirement, 
long-term bucket, Roth 401k and you know, so on and so forth. But by having all those different buckets, it's much easier to see where we are for all those different goals. The next episode was kind of an extension of that called Buckets for Fun, where we covered easy ways to set money aside, aka what I refer to as money blocking, for specific things that will increase your happiness throughout the year. If you've ever received a gift card to something that you love, uh, maybe your favorite restaurant, the movies, really anything else you enjoy doing, you know what a great feeling that is. It's quite literally a free pass for fun. There's no anxiety around it for spending, for the outlay. It doesn't matter what else is going on with you and your you know, life right now. You can go out and enjoy that activity completely guilt-free. So for example, let's say you love getting massages. However, you may get them sporadically or you know, maybe there's times where money is tight during the year you know, when you really need them, but you don't feel like you can afford it. If you set a money blocking schedule aside, if you use this technique, maybe every time you get a bonus, you set $500 aside off the top. So money blocking and you buy a massage gift card. So you always are able to get that one massage a, a quarter or a month or whatever it might be, but you have an ability to guilt-free get that massage and make life a little bit more enjoyable than it otherwise would be. So essentially, if you are more intentional about setting money aside ahead of time, you can add a lot more happiness to your life on a daily basis as well. The next episode was, yes, there is too conservative. And here we really covered how paying yourself first and separating out your goals is all well and good, but if you're using inappropriate types of investments for certain goals, they may take much, much longer to achieve, or even worse case, perhaps you may never achieve them at all. Now, you know, we covered how the word investments, I understand, not soothing to most people. Uh, we don't put in many bedtime stories, it can be uncomfortable, scary. Uh, anything that's really associated with a potential to lose money and maybe not fully understood or you know, people are taught about it can kind of come out that way. So when we build this ship to sail towards our goals, there can be more of a, you know, better safe than sorry kind of mentality that we see come out in people. Sure, we don't want to be reckless in the ocean and sink to the bottom of the sea, but you also want to get to where you're going before you, you know, say run out of food and supplies. We covered how money that you need, therefore, in the next one to three years, yes, it should likely be invested in something very conservative, a bank account. Almost no growth. Uh, but you can't really lose what you put into it, so to speak. Outside of that, though, using bank or cash type savings vehicles for goals that are four, five, 10, 20, 30 years out is almost certainly not appropriate. This is where people run into being too conservative. The one example we went through is two people saving $500 a month. If one person is invested, say, moderately and receives a 7% return, and another person is invested basically in a cash type account and just receives 1% long term, after five years, there might not be too much of a difference. So it was about $5,000, 35,000 versus 30. After 20 years, it was over $120,000 though. And then finally at 30 years, it was over a $400,000 difference ending at 610,000 versus 210,000. So too conservative can absolutely mean not hitting your goals. Next, we went through the differences between insuring for catastrophe, not inconvenience. So we covered the mentality that I would recommend when looking at which pieces of this trip we're designing and the most important to insure. What parts are worth insuring? Whole of the ship, very, very important. One of the nails of the ship, really not so much. 
So if you look at your daily life, there's certain insurances that everybody has to have. So let's say homeowner's insurance, for example, and that $100 a month isn't fun to pay. But if God forbid your house burns down, you don't have to come up with, let's say, $400,000 to rebuild it. That's the catastrophe scenario. On the other hand, you know, if you want to get insurance on your washer machine, you can, but that's not a catastrophe. If that breaks, you'll probably be able to figure it out. And the thing is, from what I've seen many times, people tend not to insure for all the catastrophes that they should. They may insure their iPhone, but maybe not things pertaining to their life. So life insurance, disability insurance, those are the things that protect those catastrophic scenarios of losing all of your future income potential which again is that most important asset that a young person has. Legal documents like wills, they also kind of fall into that area. You know, it regards our kids. If you don't want to leave these areas unprotected, getting those kind of documents are really, really important. Lastly, we finish with diversify, but with one advisor. Here we covered why you've likely heard the word diversification, what it actually means, and the best way to really go about doing it in my opinion. So basically, when you look at your investments, you can either say, hey, I'm spread out in a way that actually reduces my investment risk, or hey, I now see I have just maybe a bunch of similar stuff, but in a lot of different places. We also had our last super fun nautical example where we said how obviously we need to pack a lot of different things on our ship for the trip that we're taking, and one of those would be the first aid kit. You know, we're probably going to pack it with a variety of different medical items. We don't know what we may need or what we won't need, so we want to reduce the risk by packing a lot of different medical items into that first aid kit. We're essentially diversifying our first aid kit, diversifying that risk, spreading out the risk. What we wouldn't do is bring 10 first aid kits that all have just gauze in them. That would not reduce the risk for our potential medical needs. And what many people think when it comes to investments is that they need a lot of different first aid kits, a lot of different accounts with a lot of different people, and they don't spend enough time making sure that they aren't all just packed with the same old gauze. Diversifying, remember, means that you are using a variety of different holdings across a variety of different areas. So remember, there's small companies, large companies, U.S. companies, foreign companies, so on and so forth. Having Apple stock with Advisor 1 and Apple stock with Advisor 2, you have not diversified your holdings at all. You've really just made things more complicated. So having one person in charge of that first aid kit means one person that now has enough information to make sure that the first aid kit is well diversified, well spread out, excuse me, and well stocked for this trip. And that brings us to the end of the recap. So now all you have to do is set that compass for the new year and set sail and go at it. Now, the final thing I have for you today, I want to share with you what's next, what's coming up in our upcoming series. And the upcoming series title is Raising Your Investment Mindset. Now, to be honest, I usually don't like focusing a whole series just on investments. I know people like investments. It's, a, it's one of the things that people want to focus on. But really, it's just one part of what a good comprehensive plan actually should include. The planning, the comprehensive planning is what I've seen in my 15 years. Really, that's the thing that helps people get them to the goals they want to achieve. Now, that being said, <laughs> I did think of a number of areas that I feel you know, tend to lead people astray when it comes to investing. And that can, you know, derail their trust, which is more important than anything. And one, maybe having investments or using them at all, or maybe even worse, not having any plan because they don't have any trust in financial professionals anymore. That trust was eroded. And I can't have those things happen to you guys. So, so I'm going to focus this series on investments. 
And so again, that's raising your investment mindset coming soon. So that takes us to the end of this Set Your Compass for the New Year series. I, as always, appreciate you taking the journey with me, going through these different episodes. You know, you enjoyed all the nautical puns for sure. Um, but overall, I really just hope that, you know, these areas that you can now take some time to review with you and your spouse can, you know, instill at least one positive change. So you're one step further to having life be a little bit more enjoyable for you, a little bit more enjoyable for your family. I, I always say if you can absorb all these things, implement them. Fantastic. I mean, it, re it really feels great. You I mean, it does me a favor to think that I'm helping somebody out there, another person in this world that I may not meet. You know, we really live in a very, very amazing time. And if it is overwhelming, though, if you do have questions, just head over to my website here, enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. Click Ask Joe to connect, and I would be happy to help. So thanks so much for joining me today, and I can't wait to connect with you again in the series to come. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities Inc. and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.